sitting in section 312. Today's episode is brought to you by Fast Money Lifestyle Clothing. Fast Money Lifestyle Clothing is a brand that started on the south side of Chicago in 2012. Shout out to the artist at Fast Money OJ. You can type his name on YouTube and SoundCloud and go watch some of his videos and be looking for new upcoming music and visuals coming soon. Shout out S at Fast Money underscore Sean on Instagram. He's the one in charge of the brand. You can go follow the clothing page for updates and new drops at Fast Money Lifestyle Clothing on Instagram. And be on alert for new merch at www.fastmoneylifestyleclothing.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Closet. The Closet is a new store that opened up at 606 South Illinois Avenue on Car- in Carbondale on the Strip. They're open from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday with new merchandise releasing in the store from Mondays and Sundays. They are the best place to go to find all new designer clothing for cheap prices all around Carbondale. And those are our sponsors for today's show. Uh, Today's show, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, We have the latest on the Zion Williamson industry or industry, the injury. We have Nolan Arenado signing a new contract. And we talk a little NBA. We got a great interview with their IT guy, Matt Gross. And we have a couple big comebacks in the WWE because we have to, you know, give a little love to our kayfabe friends out there. So, all right, find your seat. Let's go. Andrew. It has been a week since our last show. We had a little little incident with our uh, original interview, but, you know, we luckily had Matt Gross, our IT guy, who filled in. Uh, it was actually your first time meeting Matt. Yeah, man. Uh, Matt's a cool dude. Shout out to Matt for all the help he's done. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you, we're, we persevere through, through last-minute cancellations. So we do what we can, and uh, we got a great interview with Matt learned he really 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 loves albert pools like more than i think a man can love a professional athlete so <laughs> yeah, he, he, did, he did seem to like albert pools a lot even though he doesn't play for the cardinals anymore he he was you know jocking his jock strap a little bit all right you know who else is back though batista yeah i said it we're gonna talk straight into the wwe you know get a little cave fabe action because it's not it's not fake. It's just scripted. All right. These guys are actually putting their bodies on the line. They're going through actual tables, getting hit by chairs. And this past week on Monday Night Raw, Batista, Dave Batista, the movie star from Guardians of the Galaxy, came back. He beat the shit out of a seven year old helpless Ric Flair and demanded Triple H, which basically set up a WrestleMania main event. I know you don't really follow the WWE, but you know who these people are from back in the day, from action figures and stuff like that. Shit, man. SmackDown versus Raw was a fucking blast to play, dude. And you throw that shit on the PS2, just get after it with your buddies, like late nights, like fucking sleepover or some shit. You're like 10 years old and you just do a straight up cage match or like for the cash or you like have to, um, gotta remember you like, you had to like climb to the top and like get like the briefcase with like all the money in it. That shit was my jam when I was a little kid. That was, that was so much. It was so much fun. It was hard, though, because all the computers would, like, kick my ass. But also this past week on Monday Night Raw, Roman Reigns, he announced that his leukemia is in remission for the second time. 
it's awesome to see that he's getting better being away from his job for the past four months and not knowing whether or not he'd even be able to continue. So much love to him. He's getting better. So that's cool. And that's, that is our WWE talk for now until something else big happens. Uh, but speaking of injuries and stuff like that, let's jump right into college basketball. Duke and Virginia Tech play tonight. Zion Williamson was not on the court again due to his knee injury. And I didn't get to watch the game, but I believe you caught some of the game or the final score. Yeah, yeah man, I caught a little bit of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to make any harsh statements, but, you know, Duke's looked okay since I'm left. I'm starting to look more and more wrong by by the day that we go with my RJ Barrett takes because you can definitely tell that they're missing Zion a lot. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure in their last game they are down by, you know, they, they went through some, like, low stretches and really had to rally back to, like, get the dub. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Tech won 77 to 72 today. So, like, Duke's struggling, man. Like, lost two of the last three since Zion's gone out. I mean, obviously, you know, when you lose UNC and you lose your, you know, number one player, there's a big kind of... Uh, chemistry issue that you have that runs through the team and just some straight up shock so you know he but on the positive note at least for duke fans zion does look pretty good or i mean not good but i should say is uh zion's injury doesn't look as bad as i think we thought it was just maybe like a knee sprain something that's a couple of weeks he should be back by the tournament if coach k lets him decide or decides to let him play so do you what do you think he does do you think zion personally goes back out there and tries to win a championship or does he take the advice to Marcus Cousins says and think about him and his family in his future? Cause he's already going to be a number one pick. You already know that he's going to be a number one pick. Uh, you know, I could see it, him being held out in quotes for the first two games and then taking it as you go. I think if you see Duke get into the sweet 16, we could get a miraculous Zion comeback just so he can go out, show that his knees fine and he's looking good for the NBA scouts. But you know, obviously it's up to him and he needs to do what's best for his family, you know, first and foremost. But I would like to see him playing. I want to see if uh, Duke can really pull this off. Yeah, because DeMarcus, DeMarcus made a very uh, good comment about the Duke-UNC game. The average ticket was $2,500 for nosebleeds. And not a single dime does the players receive or anything from that. And I agree with him when I think that the NCAA is, you know, a bullshit league. And the players should get some type of compensation. But after that injury, I don't know if you saw Adam Silver is trying to make it or he already did. He's trying to put into effect that you can be 18 now and go straight into the draft again. So these kids straight out of high school don't have to necessarily go to college for a year. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm totally for that. I mean. I think in each high school class, maybe even each half a decade, you know, every five years, you probably only have three guys that actually could do it. So it's definitely going to rely on the G League actually getting, I think, more built up and more kind of sufficient as a road to develop some players on their way to the NBA because you're going to have a lot more dudes that think they can do it and go out there and just kind of wind up getting slightly screwed over. But I mean, you know, when your Zions of the world are getting hurt, and you know, I mean, these dudes, these one and duns, you know, they, they go for a whole semester and, you know, barely go to class, which I don't blame them. You're going to make millions of dollars. Why the fuck do you care about school at that point? You know, it's just a vessel to get you to the NBA. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm totally for the high school players straight to the NBA deal. I'm big on 
just going straight in and taking your talents because then you go to college for a year and you end up like Zion. You know, you get a gruesome injury that could affect your career long term and affect your draft stock, and then you end up not making as much as you possibly could. So I am for the going straight out of high school into the college or into the NBA because, like you said, there's only a select few that can do it, like Kobe and I believe Vince Carter was one and LeBron. You know, it's these prodigies, these prodigies that significant uh a city and stuff like that and I, i'm all for it but moving on to college basketball jim Beheim killed a guy <laughs> he, i mean he didn't he didn't purposely kill him it's a terrible story but yeah no jim jim Beheim jim Beheim clipped somebody going down the highway after i think i think it was after one of their games actually or practice that's crazy i, I know dude so um, what's gonna happen to him is he gonna be charged with anything uh, I think I, there's investigation going get, on. I, I do think in his defense, like in, J, in Jim Beheim's defense, again, it's a terrible accident. I don't want to make this sound like I'm trying to make a joke out of someone getting killed. But I mean, the fact that uh, I think it was someone trying to cross a highway, like just cut across a highway, big difference than like someone just like you actually killed a guy. <laughs> just playing Frogger and accidentally got hit by a car. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> that's crazy that is crazy but um yeah we don't know what's going to happen i think there's an investigation like you said going on i'm sure he's going to be found innocent maybe the guy was on drugs or something or he was drunk and just wandered off you know but we should get more details in the coming weeks but also moving on into college basketball over the weekend my siu salukis took down the final four loyola and Kavion Pippen had himself a game. Kavion leads the MVC, the Missouri Valley Conference, in blocks. And now SIU is only three games out of first place and could make a berth at a March Madness appearance. And that would be awesome for my final year here. Hopefully you don't get stuck with the play-in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we a- might have to if we don't win our little tournament. But, I mean, some good yeah. schools were in. In our, we're in our uh, in our conference before, you know, like Loyola and Wichita State was in ours before they moved out, and they're in the tournament like every year. Yeah, but I mean, Wichita State would win the conference, and then move in, and then I mean, Loyola yeah. had one fluke year. Loyola looks like shit this year. Yeah, I know they, well, I mean, they're seventeen and eleven now. I mean, they still have a winning record, but yeah, I get what you're saying. And Wichita State does they they would win our tournament every single year. Yeah, but hey, shout out SIU, shout out KVM for. Uh, balling out for the boys down there hopefully y'all get a berth. I'm, I'm i'm pulling for you as my yeah. nbc favorite so uh, it would be nice you know yeah. uh moving on down the line kansas did not get swept against bruce weber which was nice because kansas needs to find their way again because they are my sleeper team for the march madness they could i'm gonna have them in the final four like i do every single year Ugh. oh dude kansas isn't even gonna win the big 12 this year bro I know, I know, but I can dream, right? God, nah, man, fuck that, dude. Go, go, Kansas State. Go, Texas Tech. Texas Tech beat the absolute piss out of Kansas over the weekend, dude. I think they won by like something like in the twenties. They were up by like thirty at one point. It's been yeah, they get this year, dude. You know, March Madness is slowly creeping up, and Kentucky keeps climbing the ladder. They first off, they opened the season against my SIU Salukis, and we were beating them at halftime before they came back and like killed us like 70 something to like 40 or something like that. But can Kentucky be a threat 
in March Madness. I know anybody can be a threat because it's a one and done, but the way can or Kentucky is playing, can they become relevant again and possibly make it to that national championship game? Oh, yeah, dude. 100%. Like, 100%. When Brad Calipari's out there fucking whipping it around, you have, you have nothing... You have no, you have no doubt that uh, Kentucky is going to pull it out. I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, maybe as a Final Four team, it's still a risky pick, as are most of these teams. But I mean, no, I, I think Kentucky definitely is going to be a solid threat coming down the line. I mean, you know, it's a typical dude. It's a typical Calipari team. They 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 start out a little bit slow. They kind of make an ass of themselves, and they slowly but surely find a way through the end of the year to just you know never give up. And I mean, this team is actually like, I think they're legit, man. The, these these dudes can ball. This isn't this isn't the last Kentucky teams that we've seen over the last four years. These dudes are going to be a serious serious threat. At least a two seed, maybe even a one seed, depending on how well they pull it out. I mean, they dominated Tennessee. Tennessee just got dominated by them, dude. Tennessee's been slipping. So I mean, SEC. I think we're going to see a Kentucky come out of the SEC. I think Tennessee's still a threat. They'll be a high seed, but I don't think they're going to be. I, I mean, I think Kentucky is the the real deal in that conference. Let's move into some baseball. What what, what uh we got spring training starting. We have, um, I, I think I want to go with first. Did you see the Tulo deal? Like the whole thing with Troy Tulowitzki? Yeah, like the Blue Jays told him that he couldn't play anymore. And his son was like three years old and said, I don't even remember you playing. And now his son is like five and his first at bat with the Yankees. He hit a home run. And he was saying in an interview how this could be a day that his son never forgets about his dad playing. And he said it was a really special moment and that it was uh, even better to do it in the face of those fucking Blue Jays that told him, hey, father time, fucking hang up your jock strap. You can't play anymore. Okay, I'm going to have a hot take here then because you seem to be the opposite of me. I mean, I think it's I think it's stupid what Tulisky did. One, it's a spring training home run, dude. Chill out. We're seeing a revamped sure Troy Tulowitzki. I hope he can extend his career. I appreciate all the shit he did with the Rockies, but dude, I okay. They told you when you were burnt out getting hurt every year and they paid you a fuck ton of money. He still gets hurt every year though. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. So, I mean, yeah, like, good for him. I guess it's a heartwarming moment for you. But that's what I'm saying. That's nothing new, though. Even back with the Rockies, every single year he would get hurt. It's nothing new about him getting hurt. Every Ever since he entered the league, he has been getting hurt constantly. And everybody knows that. That's what you're going to get out of him. You may get 60 to 65 healthy Tulowitzki games before he goes down for 50 games. It just happens yeah. every fucking year. But you can't take away from the fact that he did it for his son, you know. He, it's not even he did it for his son, but his son will be able to finally, you know, remember at an age that's not, oh shit, what was I doing when I was fucking three years old? Because I, I could ask you right now, hey, what were you doing when you were ten? And I bet you could be like, oh, I don't fucking remember. Okay, so, dude, no, I, I mean, good, good. I guess whatever you got to do to put a chip on your shoulder, sure, that's great. Like I have. I, I guess, you know, whatever you got to do to get motivated, but how about you do it in the regular season? Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't make it a huge story. Baseball's just scraping at this point to blow something up, so I don't know. Yeah, because we're still sitting on his ass. That's why they're trying to find any story because Bryce Harper's still not fucking signing, and now the Dodgers are apparently in the mix trying to give him, like, a two-year $50 million contract. The White Sox are offering 300-and-something million dollars trying to get him, and the Phillies are still up their ass trying to get fucking Scott Boris to have them agree to a deal. 
I mean, I don't know if you saw, but the Nationals already said, we're done. We're done playing these fucking mind games with Bryce. You can do whatever you want. You can have him. We're fucking moving on. I forgot they got Patrick Corbin. They got a solid rotation there with Strasburg, Scherzer, and Corbin. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, Bryce Harper kind of now just seems like, Bryce, well, and Scott Boris, because I don't know how much of this is necessarily all Bryce Harper and how much of it is just Scott Boris also kind of pulling some strings or kind of, you know, puppet, um, puppet mastering behind the scenes. But no, dude, I mean, Bryce Harper, it sounds just like the dramatic girlfriend right now, or at least his camp does. And I, I respect the fuck of the Nationals has been like, you know, what? we offered you. This is all we got. We're done with this shit. I mean, I, you know, the White Sox at this point, I, I don't know how much of it's, you know, kind of playing chicken. But, you know, fuck, it. if you're the White Sox, I'm just at this point, I'm, I'm out on him. I'm out. Right. That's what I'm saying, though, you know. If he's got to take this long to try and sign a contract and get all this fucking stupid-ass money, and he's like, oh, you know, Manny got so-and-so, and I want more than Manny. Like, dude, you bet 240 a year, and it, it, lately it's been a strikeout or a home run, you know? I don't necessarily yeah. know that you're worth that much fucking money. Pitching wins ball games. I don't care what anybody says. You need a good rotation and a good bullpen to make it deep into the playoffs. And we've seen that in the past with the Dodgers and the Cubs the year they won the World Series and the Astros, that fucking unbelievable rotation. Dude, I, I don't know. In 05, they won on, you know, yeah. I think the championship series, they had four games in a row where their starters won complete games. I mean, obviously baseball's changing, but dude, I mean, my take on this is, and this is my final take. We said it a couple weeks ago. Yes, Harper gets you a lot of money in extra revenue between bringing people in, jersey sales, etc. But I mean, honestly, at this point, his best move is probably going to be to sign with the Dodgers for two years for sixty million or whatever. Take his thirty million a year, prove yourself for two years, and then go get your big ass contract. Like, yeah, I mean, I think he's but... 27, 28 when that comes around. I mean, you can still get a five year deal. You know, he, he's not going to get ten years. That's just not how it's going to work anymore. Right, but at the same time. When he becomes a free agent, Mike Trout, I believe, becomes a free agent next year or the year after. Then he's going to have to play the whole fucking scenario again of, oh, shit, let Trout shine and then I'll get signed first. You know, like, come on. He is not, not going to make more money than Mike Trout. And I would hope he's self-aware enough to know that Mike Trout's value is just through the roof compared to his. I would love the Cubs to get Mike Trout as soon as Hayward's gone and we have all that extra cap. That would be Why? fucking because people's fan base assume you're going to get every big name free agent because we have a good market and a lot of people want to come and play with the Cubs, especially when Joe Girardi takes over as the manager after Joe Madden is gone. Jason Hayward will be gone. His contract will be gone. We'll open $12 million from old ass father time. Ben Zobris will have money to spend, you know. Quintana's contract will be up. That's another $10 million we get to spend. Kyle Schwarber will hopefully be gone. That opens up another $5 million. Addison Russell will be gone. That's another $3 million. That's right there, about $35 million just for that one year in cap space. You're telling me we can't sign a big-name free agent? I mean, yeah, we have Yu Darvish locked down, who did not look good in his first spring debut, but he says he's healthy. He says he's healthy, and we were just talking about this on the last episode he said one of his uh, big pieces to a comeback is doing fucking interviews in English now. You're worried about talking to the fans and talking to the media? How, how about we worry about your arm and winning fucking ballgames? How about we worry about you winning a playoff game for the first time in your goddamn career? That's what I'm worried about. Bro, you just listed like seven people, and you're like, oh, we're going to get rid of half our team or a quarter of our team, and then we're going to sign Bryce Harper. I said Trout when Trout becomes a free agent. That's Okay, to sign Trout, you're, you you know you have to put nine people on the field, right, that are actually serviceable MLB players, right? 
You can't just get rid of six and put in one and be like, well, Mike Trout will compensate for six people. Schwarber doesn't play every... Quintana, they're not going to resign because he's a 500 pitcher. Hayward will be gone. They're not going to resign him. Ben Zobris will retire. There's nothing you could do about that. Aston Russell, they don't even want there because of his domestic abuse, and I don't blame him. I think he's going to be traded by the deadline this year. It's it's not these are inevitable things that are going to happen. Like there's not yeah you can possibly pay, you really want to pay Schwarber all this money. I mean yeah I get it if the NL adapts the designated hitter rule and stuff like that because he is a DH. I've been saying that since he's came into the league ever since he blew out his knee and left field, which he's not a fucking outfielder. He was a catcher and he was a pretty damn good catcher too. Like we, he's a designated hitter. There's no place for him to be on the field. He's not fast enough to play outfield. He's he's can't really bat that well anymore because he's batting under 200 like every year. I don't know, man. But that that's a that's a ways away. I I would like to see the White Sox though get some type. I would like to see them get Adam Jones. I think that would be a good pickup for the White Sox. And I would like to see them go pick up Dallas Keuchel. If you got if you go get one more starting pitcher in case somebody goes down again like Kopech this year or something like that and you go get another hitter to bolster that lineup I think you guys could easily win that division. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The AL Central's wide open right now and the Indians are kind of it looks like they're still pushing but they only got a couple of years left kind of with this core that they have so they're going to have to adapt soon. I mean, I don't know, dude. I think Adam Jones is a little too um I hate to say the word aged because that sounds mean, but I think he's a little too out of his kind of prime outside of just kind of having him in as like a uh, uh, a mentorship role, whereas like a starter kind of mentorship role. But I mean, you know, I could definitely see the Keuchel signing. That would be dope to get on the Sox. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. The White Sox are kind of just in perpetual rebuild for now. So I just want to see some kind of growth from these young guys on the field before I start kind of getting dreams of getting free agents. Well, Mancada and, Mancada and Eloy Jimenez are going to have great years this year. I would, I mean, I would love to see that. Please, please. I mean, I, you know, I just want them to develop. You know, those three, Tim Anderson, keep developing. You know, where you kind of keep, you know, at, at where he's at. I mean, that that'd be great. Yeah, because you, know, you guys got to steal from us for Eloy Jimenez. I'm kind of in the same boat with the White Sox that I am hoping to be in with the Bulls in two or three years down the line, right? Kind of like you got the base set up. You're just kind of letting the base develop. And, you know, in what is it in two years, you know, hopefully the White Sox are, you know, up, up there kind of competing consistently. Yeah. So spring right. training started. Baseball's back. And we have a great interview with our IT guy, Matt Gross. We can get into that here in a second. He He came on. Well, let's give a little bit of background information here. We had a guest lined up for you guys. It was going to be a great interview, but something came up and we had to push that back for the following week. So that episode will release next week with our special guest. And this week, Matt was a great filler in. You guys got to meet each other for the first time. We asked Matt a couple questions. We put him on the fast money drill and it was a good time. So I hope you guys enjoy. Here is our interview with our IT guy, Matt Gross. All right, we now welcome on to the show the man behind the mask, the man who makes all this possible. It's our IT guy, Matt Gross. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. It's a little bit chilly today, but I kept it warm for me. 
So, Matt, why, why don't you start off by telling your story? How did you end up being our IT guy, where you came from? Just give your background information for all the viewers out there listening that you are basically the man who makes all this possible. Well, you see, man, whenever I was born, my mother remembers telling me that, like, there was a seat glued to my butt, and it said Section 312 on it. So that's how I got started. That's what she told you when you came out of the womb? Yeah. It was like, dude, what does 312 mean? I don't know. That's what I said. But here's, here's, what, here's what really happened. Here's what really happened. Uh, one day, you, Quentin, are all like, hey, Matt, I'm trying to do this podcast. I want you to be my IT guy. All right, cool. Then I designed some logos and set up a website. Uh, still working on it. And um, um, and I set up some distribution stuff for the uh, podcast, iTunes, Spotify, stuff like that. So why, why don't you tell everybody, you know, where where you're from, where you uh, went to school, what you majored in, what's your career background? All right. Well, I was uh, I was born and raised in Centralia, Illinois, and then uh, uh, I went to SIU Carbondale to get my bachelor's degree. And uh, I got that degree in information systems technologies. And uh, now I work in the metro east St. Louis area um, for SIU sister school uh, as a web specialist. And I do other web development stuff on the side. Yo, what's going on, Matt? So this is actually our uh, first time meeting each other, too, which is kind of funny. You can't see me, though, because I'm currently dealing with Internet issues. But we'll deal with that. We'll see with that. So um, wh why don't uh, why don't you go through? Do you have anything else in store? I mean, uh, you know, this is kind of pitching all of our future plans, so uh, you should have all of that planned out right now, obviously. But uh, do you have anything kind of temporary in mind that uh, we'll have coming up on the show soon? You don't have. Am to I in charge of content? <laughs> like, uh, shit. I mean, you can be. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was you guys that's in charge of content. No. Um, but uh, for me, uh, as far as uh, my end, the back end goes, um, I, uh, I've been working on a website, and uh, I think you can show you the test link. And uh, it's, uh, it's pretty nice looking so far. And, uh, and uh, we been, we're talking about like uh, future merchandise possibilities as well. So, so what goes into that actually kind of making the website? Why don't we uh, back that up a little bit? Do you have anything kind of like what, what, what's kind of the process? Where do you start kind of, how do you get this built up? I'm just kind of curious about this now. I've been like developing and designing websites since I was in high school. So, uh, and I'm uh, two years out of college now. So at this point I have a pretty good idea of what a good website should look like. Um, you know, as far as modern modernization goes and, uh, fast load times and stuff like that. Um, so I figured you guys probably want, might want to edit some content in the future. So I decided to go uh, the WordPress route and uh, went with a very bare bones template so I can like make it my own and do whatever I want to do to it. And um, that's where I got the uh, full customization. So the website's in the works. We've all been talking about merchandise, which we'll probably, you know, start doing in the near future. Maybe around close to summertime is when we'll probably start to really crack down and figure out what we want to do for that. Uh, you did design 
some of the logos and the headers for our stuff. And you got the business cards made, which were huge. So really, you are basically the brains behind this operation. You were the one that figured out how to distribute on all platforms, how to get everything up and running, how to edit some of the stuff that I personally couldn't edit. Uh, so we do thank you for everything that you've done so far. And you are a part of the team. You know, this is all us. It's not just one person. Um, why don't you tell everybody your sports views, what teams you root for, what teams you don't like, and go from there? Well, um, go Cardinals is what I have to say about it. Um, and uh, I, I'm also a fan of the Blues and a former fan of the Rams. Oh, shit. Wait, wait. Yeah, so <laughs> wait, so that's that's actually something great here. So being a St. Louis person, because I don't think we actually have gotten much of a feel for that. So being being from the St. Louis area, growing up the Rams, you know, greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner, you know, Marshall Falk, then kind of a couple of dull years there. What what was it like when they kind of just let you know that they're picking up shop and moving out to L.A.? Was, was there kind of like a wave of the, uh, kind of emotion through the city or how, how did that go? So, like, I started feeling like what is going on here whenever I read a uh, headline like years before this happened saying that uh, Stan Kroenke bought some uh, uh, land in California. I'm like, what are you doing, man? What, what, like, I know we suck, but it's probably your fault, right? But, uh, <laughs> but um, I felt like we had a couple good draft picks, uh, you know, um, since he bought the land but like, and Dre's and stuff. Uh, I guess Stan got lucky on that one. <laughs> and then um, whenever he announced his plans to uh, move to Los Angeles, I was like, wait, hold on. But it's the St. Louis Rams. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, well, well, they were technically in L.A., though, so they're, they're bad. You're they're right. Bad. Some people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah um, you're, you're right, man. But uh, he, like, named out, uh, uh, like, listed off a couple of things that, like had to be had to be done to be considered uh, to stay or whatever, and uh, we we uh, we played his little game. We uh, St. Louis, I mean St. Louis, um, you know, designed their stadium, announced the plans, had the financial backing lined up and ready to go, and then I don't know if it's like the NFL trying to look for like a bigger market, more money. Or, or if everybody was working together to, like, make sure staying in St. Louis didn't happen. But uh, a very disappointing result uh, came out of that. Right, right. Well, it, I mean, I feel like, you know, it, it's 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 almost like your baby. It's a, it's almost your baby, your football team, your your fandom, and then it just kind of gets ripped up and moved away. So who have you, uh, have you, have you come over to the good side then and joined up with the Bears fans yet? Or have you still kind of MIA looking for a football team? I mean, if I, I, I try to boycott the NFL, <laughs> okay. so if, if the game is on, I'm not clicking on that and mm -hmm. I'm not trying to watch it. But if I'm scrolling around and I see some good news about the bears, I'm like, Hey, at least somebody's doing good. I was kind of disappointed about that kick though, but that's a different story. Oh, that's old yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about that. Let's not ruin <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, old we're, we're just dark. Yeah. We're just going to like black box around this, that, that whole kick. Because otherwise we'll just get ranting and there'll be about five minutes of just screaming about Cody Parkey. Yeah, so, fuck Cody Parkey. Yes, <laughs> but 
do have business cards now. Quentin no longer can run into Ezekiel Elliott in the airport and not have anything to give him when he runs into him. Quentin's looking at me right now. He's already making faces. So that's on the positive front. Quentin, how Zeke, do you feel we love you. Come on the pod. Quentin, you said he wasn't that big a couple of weeks ago. No, he's not. He wasn't big. He had His hands weren't that big, and his afro gave him like seven inches. I wanted to ask him, how hard is it to get your afro in that helmet? And does it feel like you have a giant sponge on your head? I totally thought that you were going to go the route of how hard is it to get drafted at that point. I was like, I think it's pretty fucking hard, but that works too. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing how they can fit some of that shit. Wait, can you... He, is it really that big, his afro? I don't think I've seen it. Dude, it's huge. It's huge. God. It's huge. His afro is, is massive. It was big. All right. <laughs> like, uh, when he was at the airport, he texted me, like, uh, Quentin uh, texted me and was like, dude, this is Zeke. And I don't have any business cards for him. <laughs> and then, like, moments later, I opened up my image editing program and went to work. <laughs> and, uh, and the next day we got it shipped. So uh, I, I, I'm I'm on top of this for I, sure. I say, get get you an IT guy that can do both for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so little fun fact for everybody, Matt. You how old are you? You are 24. 24, yeah. And you have not taken a sip of an alcoholic drink except for the one time at Buffalo Wild Wings. You tricked me on that one, man. It was good though, wasn't it? It was good. How does how does one, all right? How does one get tricked into drinking? Like, not. He told me it wasn't alcoholic. I'm like, no. okay, I'll take a sip. Like, like non-alcoholic beer. It was like a, it was a fruity drink. Oh, okay, quite. It was like it, 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 it was. <laughs> no, it was. It was like one of the spiked fruit punches or something at Buffalo Wild Wings. They were in the sale on it. I was like, fuck it. I'll try it. And I was like, oh, Matt, you want to try this? You know, he's like, is, is there alcohol in it? And I was like, no, of course not. He took a sip. He's like, that's pretty good. And I told him, yeah, because there's alcohol. And he's like, you fucker. You fucking pussy getting a spiked punch at Buffalo Wild Wings. God fucking damn it. <laughs> if you like pina coladas. You gotta fucking, if you're gonna do anything, you fucking go for that cheap ass fucking, like a PBR or some shit. That's, that is the move. Obviously the classiest of all drinks. I do like my beers. I do like my beers, but um, I'm a big IPA guy. I like the uh, 312s that are brewed in Chicago a lot. And I've been really getting back into Coors Light because they're like fucking water. And I'm a big fan of the Dragonberry Bacardi. And we'll get We'll get into that story later, probably during the show, about your Dragonberry Bacardi uh, instance. But that's probably one no. of the stories that our audience will probably listen to. Unless unless Matt wants to hear the story now. Matt will get a kick out of this shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, I'll hear it when everybody else hears it. All right, all right. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll tease that for later. No, moral of the story is don't drink a lot of Dragonberry Bacardi and... Be careful where you fall asleep and be careful how fucked up you get from it. No Dragon Grape Cardi ever again. Uh <laughs> I think you left out a key element there. Mark in the blueprints of a house where the bathrooms are located. Hmm. Uh I'm not we're we we'll, we're not talking about this. We'll we'll talk about that in the later. <laughs> talk about the later episode. We'll go into my whole repertoire of pissing incidents while I got drunk. <laughs> Moral of the story. Don't drink, kids. Or if you do, 
make sure you drink enough to where you black out in an empty bladder. Uh, <laughs> so Matt, you recently got married over the summer. Uh, you've been with your woman now for about five years. I just met her the other day when we went to Fazoli's. Uh, seems very nice. Uh, she puts up with your shit, so that's cool. All your soda drinking habits she doesn't really like too much is what she was telling me. But, you know, hey, if you want to rot your teeth, rot your teeth. Drink the 12-pack a day. I don't drink a 12-pack a day. It's just one a day, really. Well, no, one can a day. Uh, well, she and says then... like five to six cans a day. No, only if it's those little cans. But uh, when I'm not drinking a can soda, it's because I, like, ate out somewhere and I got a cup with me. Uh, wait. It's like two okay. sodas. So, so that, how did a wholesome, married, nice guy like you that doesn't drink run into an absolute delinquent of Quentin? Like, how, did, how the fuck did you two people meet that? And how does, how does that kind of correlate together? See, there yeah. I was at SIU Carbondale at the uh, first floor, the lobby of May Smith Tower. And I'm playing pool, right? I'm playing the billiards, the old eight ball. And then he just shows up and is like, let's play pool. <laughs> and that's how it happened. I feel like you meet more people playing pool than anyone I've ever met in my life, Quentin. Dude, that was my entire yeah. That was my entire friend group. I met <laughs> yeah, I met a lot of people playing pool. But Matt Matt's leaving out one major detail here. See, Matt has a short temper when it comes to losing, and he's got of the mouth of a dirty sailor. So he's always yelling like fuck my cock and piss out of my ass and shit like that on the lobby while everyone's looking at him hearing him he'll get so mad but it's the funniest thing you will ever see <laughs> for sure for sure what do i, I have uh i have uh i've cooled down since then okay. i found some cold water and poured that in the pot oh god it's it's that's what getting married will do to you fucking hey it'll cool you down um <laughs> what was i gonna say um Wait, so so you said eight ball billiards or like 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 stripes like we're talking like fifteen ball? I, I like wait, because there's like oh, the diamond, there's diamond, solid and triangle, solids and stripes. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, dude, those fucking. You ever watch the people that play professional pool? Those people are yeah. nuts to play with the eight ball. They're fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's some that's some whole new shit. Well, we would also play cutthroat a lot with three to five people, and I don't yeah. know if you've I, you've played cut. I've played cutthroat with you before. Yeah, Andrew. yeah, five five five. You would play with five people, and sometimes the games would last for like an hour. Sometimes they would last like five minutes. But we would always do that because there would be so many people down there trying to play pool, so we would all just play cutthroat. Um, but, yeah, that's that's about how we met. And then we ended up <clears throat> we ended up living as neighbors at the Westwood Apartments. We both had studio apartments right across from the hall together, so we were always just hanging out and playing the show every day and doing stuff like that every day and then he graduated and now we're here so but i mean it's it's cool to have a part of the team that's not a chicago sports fan so we get to roast him for when the cardinals suck this year and the rams being good and him not having a football team to root for and every year when the blues choke in the playoffs that's always fun to see him get mad so the well i would i, I would calm down about hockey because I don't know if the Blackhawks are even going to make it this year. Hey, we we had three Stanley Cups. Um, we don't have to be greedy. We'll give somebody else a chance. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. But um, 
Matt, you got anything else you want to say to the audience before we uh, get into our fast money drill? Uh, go Salukis. That, 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 that's all I have to say. I hope they do good in the, in the Valley Tournament. We are going to put two minutes on the clock, and we are going to do the fast money drill uh, with Matt Gross. And it's going to be random questions. You can't pause. You have to hurry up, and you have to answer whatever questions that you can. Okay? We are going to put two minutes on the clock for the fast money drill. We are going to alternate back and forth questions from me and Andrew. You can't hesitate. You have to say the answer to the question, no matter what it is, so the audience gets a chance to really get to know you. They could be vulgar questions. They could be sports questions. They could be food-related. Whatever they is, whatever it is, it is a chance for the audience to get to know the real Matt Gross. Are you ready? You know what? We're gonna throw. We're gonna give you a little extra time. We're gonna throw two minutes and fifteen seconds on the clock. Two minutes, fifteen seconds on the clock. Andrew, I'll start, and then you come up with the final question, and we'll go back and forth. Okay. In three, two, one, go. Doggy style or missionary? <laughs> Gundam style. <laughs> All right. So Gundam style, big go. Um, <laughs> I can dance that. I can do the actual dance. <laughs> come on, man. You got to reset the clock after that one. You can't just come out of the game with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll reset the clock on that. That was hilarious. That was funny. All right. Okay. We're going to start this again, Matt. Oh, God. That was hilarious. That was pretty funny. Okay. Two minutes, 15 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Your favorite Cardinals player of all time? Pujols. Um, if you could be a professional athlete in one sport, what position and what sport? Uh, bowling and bowler. Okay. If you can meet anybody famous in the world and invite them to your Thanksgiving dinner, who would it be? I, I blanked on that question. What was it again? <laughs> if you could meet any famous person in the world and invite them to your Thanksgiving dinner, who would it be? Uh, freaking Albert Pujols. <laughs> if you could pick one sport that's not, or one sports town that's not St. Louis to be a fan from. Which one is it? Chicago. Ah, oh, goddamn. It's <laughs> your favorite soda. Pepsi. What? Okay, diet Pepsi or regular Pepsi? Regular. What's your favorite food? Spaghetti. Sushi or tacos? Tacos. Ass or titties? Titties. You stole that one from me. God damn it. Um <laughs> 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 Albert Pujols, Scarlett Joe, Barack Obama. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Who are you doing? Kill Obama. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh. Not meant to be problematic. <laughs> he said the second one was who? Albert Pujols and Scarlett Joe. But it's Albert Pujols looking real nice. <laughs> marry Pujols. Okay. And then. And then, do the other thing. Do, 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 okay. 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 You're stuffing a turkey with either cat meat, dog meat, 
or uh, spoiled fish? Which one is it? Uh, dog meat. <laughs> My apologies to your Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> S1, Andrew, go. Um, oh, God. Uh, fishing or golf? Uh, golf. And that was the two-minute drill. That was the fast money two-minute drill. All right, Matt. Well, we thank you for taking the time to come on the show and introduce yourself to all of our audience. We'll probably have you as a reoccurring guest in the near future to talk a little Cardinals baseball and, you know, the Blues. We'll see how they do. Uh, until then, uh, we'll Wait. talk to you. Uh, you got something? I, th- I think I do, yeah. Um, so, so Matt, I mean, it hasn't been about, uh, you know, four, four or three weeks doing this. I think um, Quentin and I, um, being the front screen of this, uh, we, we should do a, a little uh, performance review thus far. Um, so I'll start it off. I think you've been very quality as our IT guy. I think you've done a great amount of good stuff for us. Um, we appreciate it. So, Quentin, we, we, we're compliment sandwiching this here. So so you got to gotta find something. Uh <laughs> You you have you're the backbone to this. You are the backbone. We are just the two dynamic duo of the content and talking about the sports, but you're the one who makes it possible and puts it all out. So we do thank you. The audience thanks you. And where where do you see this going in the future? Do you see us continuing this? You see us booming or busting? Uh, you better keep con- uh, continuing to do this and. Uh... I would sure hope you succeed. <laughs> I, I hope you don't tank. Uh, I don't want to put you guys on the top five uh, draft for the top tanking podcast. Yeah. What is the, before we let you go? What is your favorite thing so far about the podcast? How good are, um, how good are we at our jobs? A thing I just mentioned it. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> my my my, uh, my my favorite uh, uh, segment that you guys do is the uh, the top five draft. <laughs> all right <laughs> uh you know matt you've done such a sparkling job i was trying to come up with some criticism to have since we're doing a performance review here but i just can't you've just done too great matt so thank you keep being beautiful keep doing you and keep doing all the great things you've done to help keep the wheels turning behind us and getting us off our lazy asses and doing things so thanks a lot man all right yeah man no problem all right take care matt have a good one man And that was our interview with our IT guy, Matt Gross. That interview was brought to you by Swazo Paintings. Swazo Paintings has been painting the Chicagoland area for the past 20 to 25 years. You can call Raul Swazo at 630-272-2096. He does interior, exterior, wallpaper, stains decks, puts in trim, paints trim, crown molding, anything you'd want done inside your house, you just want to change the color, give him a call. He's the best. He's the cheapest around i know him personally give him a call 630-272-2096 so we talked college basketball we talked wrestling we talked baseball football's over but we're still making headlines what's going on so well we got bob Kraft doing the most florida thing ever we got him uh getting arrested or not getting arrested i'm sorry indicted on charges for um Getting getting a little uh getting a little handy at a at a massage parlor out in the middle of a very uh 
disgusting, I guess, looking shady shopping mall in Jupiter, Florida. So what, what's your initial impression on this? How, how do you, how are you feeling about this? Well, we have this old owner after the AFC championship game goes into a massage parlor and gets himself a rub and tug. He gets a little handy. Like you said, makes headlines with, a, I think it was like 200 other people on this list or something. There were, there were a lot of people. There were a lot of people. He, he definitely, he definitely wasn't the, no, I see. I heard reports that there were longer, longer lists of other people, but those were the most, you know, known people or something like that. And, he wasn't the oldest one on that list by far. Um, but do I think that's what he probably should have done? No. I mean, you're a billionaire. You're telling me you can't like go to the club and just buy a girl a drink or something, make a conversation, and then get somebody from there? You have to go to an, a, a massage parlor and say, I want a happy ending? Yeah, right. Be, be classy, Bob Craft. Come on. Get escorts. Do what all the other rich billionaires do. It's not that hard. Right? Take them out on your private yacht, you know? Buy them, buy them champagne and take them to Fiji and then fuck them on your boat, you know? Don't go to the massage parlor and say, oh, my calf, and then pull out your third leg, like third leg Greg, you know, and start... I- I, I don't dude, I, I don't I don't think that uh he 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 kind of just uh put it out there and was like, Hey, I think he very well knew what this place was about. You you don't show up to Jupiter, Florida in the middle of the week and you know, go go into a, a sketchy massage parlor unless you know what you're getting in there. Like you you're not taking yourself to get rubbed down in Jupiter, Florida when you're fucking Bobcraft and can have go anywhere in the world. You're not going there just you're not going there just hoping that you might get some. You know you're gonna get some. Speaking of that, I think it's fair to mention, uh, as a full disclaimer, there is sex trafficking investigations going on. Uh we at section three one two want to very clearly state sex trafficking, bad. Don't do it. Don't get involved with it, obviously. However, we at, at this point we don't know if he has any involvement, so jokes are still all clear in our yeah, we like to uh, laugh at other people's mistakes. We don't condone them. We don't uh, do as do as we say, not as we do. But uh, we, we do like to laugh at Bob Kraft getting a handy at the masseuse parlor and making headlines. But this puts it this puts into the perspective now: Are the Patriots the ultimate good bad guys? You have Robert Kraft, who's doing illegal activity getting handies at massage parlors you got bill bilicek that's been cheating for years and you got tom brady who likes to deflate his balls so are they the ultimate cool bad guy i don't i don't think you can say cool tom brady kisses a kid on the mouth and he's about the antithesis of cool (laughs) (laughs) he also kissed bob Kraft on the mouth kisses everybody in the mouth man that's how you gotta go for it maybe it's just him establishing dominance as an alpha that he's like i'm not he's so He's such an alpha that he'll just kiss you on the mouth because he's not afraid to admit it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's stick on the Patriots here. The only good guy that doesn't seem to get in any trouble is Gronk. And he still has not, you know, announced a retirement plan. He still hasn't announced he's coming back to play. Should we be expecting a decision on what he's doing anytime soon? Uh, no, dude, I, I don't think we will. I think I think Gronk's going to definitely ride out this offseason and enjoy his kind of next couple of weeks of um the Super Bowl high still. 
you know, go on, go on whatever the, the talk show circuit or, you know, whatever the fuck you do as an NFL uh, Super Bowl champion. But I mean, I think Gronk's the epitome of chaotic good, man. He he just seems like like he's the dude that I wouldn't want to go and go out to the bar with and go fucking club him with. He seems like just the fucking man. That being said, I think we will see him give an announcement, but I don't think it's going to be for a while. I think he's going to wait until it's like, eh, do I want to go bust my ass in the heat and get yelled at by Bill Belichick for a couple hours a day? Or do I just want to sit on my couch and play Madden and chill out? Till then, and, and hang out with that girlfriend. super hot girlfriend he's got that he had on the parade. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, come on, it's 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 Gronk, dude. I mean, fuck, dude. Dude's a dude's a champ. He's got he's the full package outside of his uh, sixty nine jokes, and I'm sure she probably loves them. <laughs> speaking speaking of the chicks, there, did you see the picture of Mitch and his new girl? Bro, whew. dude, she is a smoke. She is an absolute fucking 10 bro i, I mean oh, oh yeah dude he that, that's our quarterback what are you talking about that's our city right there he his girlfriend is is like the face of our like the patriots they got giselle we we got mitchy's girlfriend good yeah, for right i mean before we had Kristen cavallari and now we have mitch and his smoking hot girlfriend at least chicago stays winning on their starting quarterbacks girlfriends we can't get a good one hopefully mitch is that but we can't get a good one for the last 20 years but at least they got hot girlfriends i mean dude it's you got to think about it too right that's got to be the best spot to be in as a professional athlete. Just being a start, like a starting quarterback in an NFL team, I mean, you can just slay. Yeah, that's that's got to be. Unless you're the, you know, the best positions in all of sports are the backup quarterback, the bullpen catcher, and probably the what is it? The 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 goalie guy at um, the Hawks had to do it like last year where they ran out of like three goalies and they had that one reserve that was just sitting there watching the press box and they called up to him and said hey go put this jersey on i mean i guess though but like i mean in all honesty though if you're a competitor like you know you don't want to be that i don't know i think easily if you're going to slay though and and this almost pains me to say because i'm not by any means a huge soccer fan or a soccer head but goddamn, dude if you're like a cristiano ronaldo in the world you just can like we're talking like like mitch has like within the domestic united states this dude has anyone around the world like any woman around the world wants to get in your pants like that would be the fucking dream to be that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Ten, fucking. I'm sitting here, great hair. I'm sitting here, fucking ripped ass six pack. I'm sitting here, chubby and bald, and I'm just like, God damn it, let me be that dude. <laughs> you, got... <laughs> you know, at least you own it, though. At least you own it. It's okay to laugh at my misery. <laughs> so. So stick it with the Bears. The Mitch locked down the smoking hot girlfriend, and the Bears finally cut ties with their ugly ass girlfriend, Cody Parkey. Yeah, but our our ex that's out there fucking rocking it, doing things. You know, she got like maybe like you know hit the gym, got her butt a little bit fit up. You know, did did, did her hair a little bit differently, looking like a smoke now. Robbie Golden gets tagged by San Francisco. All of our teams are not. Um, dude, fuck San Francisco. That's bullshit. And you know they did it because if the Bears want him so bad, they're going to try and get a draft pick out of him for it. Like, come on, man. Son of a bitch. Now we're stuck with fucking, what's it, Redford Jones. He's, yeah, a, he's our fucking kicker. But uh, it, what's his face? Aguero's brother at, uh, at Florida State, the guy who killed the turtle, dickhead, is um is in the draft. So we might maybe we can pick him up. Yeah, because we do need a kicker. Um, speaking of the upcoming draft, though, we have Kyler Murray, who will be a top 
probably a top pick. Um, what do you think the Cardinals do? If you are the Cardinals GM right now, are you sticking with uh, Rosen or are you going all out on Kyler Murray? Because I personally think he should have stayed with baseball. I don't think he will last that long in the NFL. I hope he proves everybody wrong, but I, I just don't see it. I think if you're the Cardinals, I, I, I think you just put it out there as trade bait. I think I think you give you someone's going to want Kyler Murray. Someone's going to just get really hot on him really quick. So I I think you got to have him. I think you got to put that out there. Get that number one pick traded. Move down a little bit. I mean I think I think with Josh Rosen, you really haven't given yourself enough wiggle room, or you haven't given the guy enough of a chance. I don't know. I fucking hate it when we see teams in the NFL that draft a quarterback, you know, first round top pick, and I mean they don't give the guy a chance out there in his first or second year. Like let the dude go through some growing pains. I mean, if, if you realize a year or two down the line, yeah, I mean, you could be looking like making ass of you out of yourself. If Kyler Murray looks great, but I, I highly doubt it. I'm not, I'm not super high on Kyler Murray as a quarterback. I think he'll be good. I think he'll be serviceable, but I don't think he's going to be. He's not worth the number one pick. Like he was like a second round projected pick in the NFL before you know before the the announcement. But people are so quarterback thirsty that they'll take a chance on him. Right, right, right. You know, there's a lot of key free agents and like you said the trade market that's out there there's a couple good wide receivers out there the ravens cut michael crabtree i don't know what he's i mean he's a little old but might be serviceable demarius thomas who was released by the texans he's out there and antonio brown is looking for a new team do you see well first off where do you see antonio brown going and do you think the bears try and pick up anybody at wide receiver because we could always use wide receivers uh, dude, I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're making any moves at wide receiver, man. I, I really don't. I think I think they like the core that they have um, with Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller. I mean, I, I think they got some good young guys that are coming up. Maybe look to draft a guy, or maybe like search for one of those kind of second, third tier wide receivers, just someone to shore up the whole rotation. But I don't think they're gonna go for a number one guy. I think they're kind of have the money spent, kind of spread out well, and I think they're gonna kind of hold it close to the chest now. Um, you know, one of the first things that really stood out to this or uh, stood out to me about this whole thing is the fact that Demarius Thomas gets no love, man. I mean, he was so good for like the last like three years or so. And all of a sudden he just fucking falls off out of nowhere. And like he gets sent to the Texans. They don't do anything with him. I mean, what the fuck, dude? I mean, the, the Achilles injury was it was the Achilles again, correct? <sighs> I think it wasn't Achilles, yeah. I uh, I guess the injury history, man, might just be catching up with him. I mean, that just fucking sucks, too. You really hate to see that. I was a big DT guy when he was in Denver. He was so good for so many years. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Him and Peyton Manning were money together in that Super Bowl. But um, he does have a Super Bowl ring. He doesn't really have anything. I believe he was the Super Bowl MVP that year, too. Um, I could be wrong on that. But I thought yeah, he was. Von Miller was. Uh but uh, he's got a ring. He doesn't really have anything left to prove unless he just, you know, wants to keep playing, make that money and make sure his family's well off. But that's about what I got for the NFL, unless you got any other headlines that I didn't see. Uh, no, not off the top of my head. Oh, we do have the combine coming up. We'll definitely talk about the combine next week. Do you have a favorite drill at the combine that you like to watch? I like the 40 yard dash. Um, speaking of the 40 yard dash. John Ross is on the trade market from the Cincinnati Bengals. He broke Chris Johnson's record for the 40-yard dash as being the fastest man to ever run the 40-yard dash. And 
I I think he could be a good asset to somebody like Cleveland. He could be a good asset to somebody like Pittsburgh, who's going to lose Antonio Brown. Uh, be on the lookout, though, for John Ross. So I do like the 40-yard dash. Yeah, well, the 40-yard dash, dude, that's the most like basic white girl answer. Big fan, by the way, watch first off the bench press. Uh, I do like knowing that, uh, you know, I see these like the, like the tackles and they like, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I could like almost get as many as they have. And I remember that their arms are like as long as I am tall. And I'm like, oh, shit, never mind. That's probably why. Um, big fan of also the, uh, you know, little three cone drill, like show that shiftiness off. Get a little bit of that acceleration, that burst. Um, I, I think we should definitely do next week. I've been thinking about this, actually. And I'll tell you. There's always these just absolutely disgusting, wild things that come out of the combine, just physical freaks of nature. We'll definitely have to go through some of those, our five best next week. Maybe maybe give a tease into the uh, our starting five. Okay, so let's get into some segments. You want to get into some segments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do some fucking segments. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go with Drew's Ball Guy of the Week for number one. Um, I'm going to call honorary bald man LeBron James to the table. As our bald guy of the week, we're going to rock with the um, he's been activated, as he said. So Lakers LeBron playoff LeBron's coming out. Um, even though LeBron, you fucking pretender, we all know out there that you can be bald guy of the week too. And this just goes to show that um, obviously when playoff mode LeBron comes out, he's got to be our honorary bald man of the week. Yeah, I saw him. Uh commit a charge on Joe Kim Noah, who's trying to resurrect his career in Memphis. And I saw him get dunked on by Joe Kim Noah. So that was pretty cool. But I, I, I like, I like your nomination for ball guy of the week is playoff LeBron, but we don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. I said playoff acting LeBron. We don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't want to get in the Lakers playoff talk either. That's been talked about enough. <laughs> yeah. I definitely agree with you on that one, you know, but I, I support it. I support the ball guy of the week. I like it. Uh, we did the fast money drill already with Matt during the interview. That was a great fast money drill. There was a lot of funny bloopers in that. And I don't have any seventh wonders of the world that I'm going to cash in. I don't necessarily know if you do either. No, not for 2019 yet. I'm going to hold off on mine. I'm, I'm a big uh, save it in my pocket till the end. Okay, so you've got seven and I've got six left because I used one on the Cody Parky double doink and we'll never have to experience that ever again. And you can get into the starting five. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do a starting five. So for starting five of the week, we have uh, our top five biggest pet peeves. So, uh, Quentin, you want to start things off? We'll start it off with, man, this is tough because I got a lot of good ones, but I, I don't know. What route necessarily I want to go with? Uh, okay, here we go. I'll start with my first one. The teacher's pet. My biggest pet peeve are the fuckers who raise their hand when the teacher is about to let us leave like 10 to 15 minutes early and proceed to ask like 15 to 20 fucking questions that the instructors already established. And instead of them going and talking to the teacher after class, they hold everybody else in class for the allotted time we're supposed to be in class instead of getting out early. And that just really grinds my fucking gears. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. No, there, there's always that one person too. 
and they're always a pain in the ass. So the person that like reminds, you know, your, your teacher, oh, we had a homework due or, oh, you didn't talk about this. And then they always ask like four questions based off their one question. Like it's like, oh, like they'll start with one question and then they'll ask that, but then they'll be like, oh, can you elaborate on that? Can you elaborate? And after about like the second one, I'm, I'm like you, I'm like, dude, you need to go talk to them afterwards. Like, I'm like, I, I can't fuck deal with this shit right now. I'm trying to go home. I'm trying to fucking play Apex. I'm trying to go sit on my Xbox and sit on my TV, watch sports and fucking relax for the next four hours of my life. Just let me out. So, good number, <laughs> right? good number one. Um, oh God, this is just, this was the first thing that popped in my head when we started talking about this. People who, when you're, walking on the sidewalk or like walking down the hall you know you're on your way to class whatever i'm just minding my own business i got my headphones in whatever that want to block the entire hallway and it's always the sorority girls too they want to go four wide and i can't get around them and then you want to like eyeball me when i like you know or on the sidewalk do you want to eyeball me when i try to get by you? i'm like bro i'm gonna have to walk into the street get hit by this fucking car <laughs> at least you're about to get hit by jim bohey <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, I gotta watch out, man. Jim Beheim might be coming after me. I don't fucking know. Dude, maybe that fucking happened. Maybe that's what happened. The sorority girls were blocking the fucking sidewalk, and he said, you know, I got cut across this highway, and he just got hit. It's always your fault, Alpha Fee. Fuck you, Alpha Fee. That's a good one, and that ties into mine. My next one, too, because I'm glad I thought you were going to take mine. I was getting really worried I was going to have to come up with another one, but you didn't. So my second biggest pet peeve are the fuckers that ride their bicycles in the middle of the street. Like there's not a fucking sidewalk to the left and to the right that you can use to, you know, ride your bike. You know, it's not there for fucking decoration. It's not there to look pretty on the fucking ground. Take your fucking bike. Get out of the street. So I fucking don't run you down with my car and ride on the sidewalk like a normal fucking human being. Yep. Yep. Even when there's a bike lane tour, they just want to go super slow. And then they just act like it's like it shouldn't be like their fault or they shouldn't have any right to move out of the way. And it's like, dude, I'm trying to just get out of here in my car. I'm trying to go somewhere. Like, let me. Yeah. 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 Bicyclists. It's fucking your world. We're just living in it. All right. Um, let me see. My number two, and this is, I guess, we'll stay on the theme of driving because honestly, like driving is one of the things that infuriates me the most. Like, I don't know about you, but I get fucking shit road rage. Like, I get so mad driving all the time, but just people's stupidity. And then when I do it, I'm like, you know, then sorry, just let me go. But then I get so mad. It's like a do as I say, not as I do thing. People who drive with like their brights on, like, and they just don't give a fuck. Like, especially when I'm driving like on these fucking take me home country roads like way out in the middle of nowhere and like it's dark as shit and like your fucking gmc fucking trucks lights are blinding me right in my face and i'm trying to just cruise by i'm just gonna swerve off the fucking road and shit dude like it's it's unbelievable yeah that's uh, like when they're driving behind you and they have their fucking brights on you they don't even realize it and then you stick your hand out the window to like flip them off and then they like pass you and pull up next to you and flip you back off and then they proceed to turn their fucking brights off after they pass you like fuck those people (laughs) bro or like bmws too and audis now they have the led lights which are awesome if you're driving in them but they're so fucking bright if they're coming up behind you i'm like dude i cannot like after me yeah, yeah, the yeah, the neon, yeah, dude, these motherfuckers, like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm like, aliens are abducting me or some shit coming after me. It's, it's, um, you know, which, the common theme, the common theme to these pet peeves have been cars. They, they, they have seemed to be big, 
big you have a lot of big car pet peeves and I have a lot of big car pet peeves. Would would that be true? Oh, of course. That's what I was saying, dude. When I get I get killer road rage. <sighs> okay, so I'm gonna stick with the car theme then for my number three. Okay. And this uh, this is dated back to me back since high school. Biggest pet peeve, you know? When your friends ask you to take them places, but they don't want to throw in any gas money. It's like my car runs on gas, not friendship, okay? You can't just open up the gas tank and say, hey, best friend, and my fucking gas tank goes up to full, all right? It, it costs money. It costs gas to get places. Bro, or like I had like people who were like, one time like um, in, in undergrad, I had a buddy who uh, a couple of friends were like all like shit-faced on like a Saturday morning. It was like the middle of March, too. It was like 40 degrees up in Madison, and they were playing basketball, and like, he got clocked in the mouth, the one of my friends, and he like chipped a tooth or knocked it out. And like he was just bleeding everywhere. And my buddies call me and I'm like just waking up, like crusty eyed and shit, roll out of bed. And they're like, yo, can you drive this dude an hour and a half to the dentist? I'm like, no, dude. I'm like, the fuck out of here. I'm not making a three hour round trip because only one dentist in the state of Wisconsin is open on Sundays. <laughs> I mean, so like, what happened? Uh, oh, he 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 got the he got his tooth knocked the fuck out. He just went the next day because you can get a crown on any day. Your teeth are fine. <laughs> like it didn't matter. They were just drunk and like freaked out at first, and were like, "You need to go to the dentist right now." But how how long was it bleeding for? Did it just bleed all day or what? Dude, I I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't get my. Uh, <laughs> that's fucked. And then they that's wanted you to just drive them. Yes, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's all right. It's all right. Um. We'll talk about it at some point. I'm I'm like the worst basketball player you'll ever see. Almost to the point where I'm like have crippling anxiety when people ask to play basketball because like I'm gonna go out there and embarrass the shit out of myself. Like saying I get defense or I play defense and get rebounds is maybe an understatement. I just kind of like stand there and and am a body. So this is this is uh more niche cases, but uh if I like if I have something in my apartment and like I've said to other people you can share it, don't like or like actually you know what. I'm going to scale this back. If I have Pop-Tarts or like anything that comes in a pack of two and you eat one of them and you leave it in the fucking pantry and that's the last one left, you are the evilest motherfucker on this planet. Like people who eat like one Pop-Tart, you're Satan. Like you you, you don't (laughs) just eat one Pop-Tart of mine and then just leave it there. It's the fucking worst. But at least they left you one. But you eat, okay, even if you ate my Pop-Tart and I said you could, you don't eat one Pop-Tart out of the two. You eat both of them. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you sociopath. He's like, who fucking does that? Yeah, dude, it's fucking, it's socialism. It's fucking socialism to eat one. Don't spread the wealth like that. This is some, that's, this is a capitalistic thing, motherfucker. It's fascist. You, you eat both of those. You all right? Once you open the pack, it's done. It's over with. I don't want it. And then it becomes like stale the next day and you go to eat it. Because even though you're like, fuck, they only ate one. I guess I'll eat the other one. You take a bite and you're like, fuck, this is stale. I can't even eat it. Bro, stale Pop-Tarts. Fucking nastiest thing in the world, too. Yeah, it's fucking gross. <laughs> so, take. So hot number take. three is people hot eat like. Take, hot take. Do you put your Pop-Tarts in the toaster? No, that's way too much work. What? What do you mean that's too much work? You put them in and you push down on the button. Nah, man, it's it's way too much work. If I like, I usually get like the fucking sugary, like brown sugar, like s'mores ones too. No, uh, I, I just eat those fuckers raw. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Dude, I, <laughs> grossest thing too that I'm almost ashamed to admit, but I'm going to for the sake of the podcast. I like eating raw ramen and like it, I oh, know that's oh, a cereal I've, movie. Yeah, that, I've done that. You know, you just take them out of the package and you just bite down like they're chips. Okay, good. I'm I'm glad to know that I'm not alone in this fight. No, yeah, you're definitely not alone in that fight. I've I've done that a couple times. Okay, okay, good, good, good. All right. So, what's your fourth one? My fourth one, since we're talking about becoming fat asses, we're gonna I'm I'm gonna take you to a place. You know, I'm gonna set the mood here a little bit. You've been eating, you've been munching down a lot, and you just think to yourself, you know, just like Joe, like Joe Jones was telling us back during the interview. You know, was I a fat ass in high school? You know, I gotta take my ass to the gym. You know, I gotta start working out. You know, I gotta start feeling better about myself, losing some weight. When you're done with that workout and you go into the sauna, and you're sitting in the sauna. And the old dude, butt-ass naked, comes in, balls to the wall, making eye contact with you, sits down next to you, and then tries to have conversations with you. Like, dude, you want to fucking talk to me in the sauna? Go put on some fucking pants. The fuck is wrong with you? Dude, but, like, I hope to get to a point in life where I have the big dick energy to just be balls-ass naked in the, in the gym <laughs> locker room. I don't necessarily know it's big dick energy as it is... Of just not giving a fuck anymore in the world and just being like, fuck it. I got nothing to prove to no one. I got I don't care what anybody fucking thinks. My life is on I've already peaked, so I'm just gonna say fuck it. And I'm gonna go scar these people with my big ass black bush and my tiny pecker in the sauna and I'm just gonna sweat. He's gotta let it hang out sometimes, man. <laughs> like Takashi six nine. I let my nuts hang. There you go. So I'm going to keep it on the gym with this fourth one. But, and this is going to sound like the biggest meathead thing. And I swear to God, I don't consider myself a meathead in any way, shape, or form. But the people who like go on machines and then sit there for like 30 minutes and do like two workouts are just the fucking worst. Like, at least just like get up and like get out of the way. And like, I, I just fucking can't. I, I, Definitely relate to that one because I've been doing the circuit workouts that uh, Alex sent me and I try to do because like I have to like bench press and then I got to do one arm dumbbell rows and then I have to go over to the machine and do lat pull downs. But by the time I'm done with the one arm dumbbell rows and I get to the lat pull down, there's somebody else that's there just on their fucking phone, you know, not doing the goddamn thing. And I got to tap them on the shoulder looking like the fucking douchebag and be like, hey, sir, can I rotate in with you? You know, I'm doing a circuit workout. And they look at me like, fuck you, dude. I was here first. When all in reality, I was using the machine. <laughs> Okay, but in your defense, circuit workouts are the worst at a busy gym because, like, it's almost impossible to get that to get that spot. Although we do need to get Alex on at some point soon. We, I, I have, I have plenty of uh, a gym gym related questions. We can fast money drill gym stuff with him. Uh, that, that that would be a good segment with him. Um, so we're gonna keep it at the not. I mean, it could be at the gym. It could be anywhere, you know. But my last. My, my my center of all my biggest pet peeves is when you go into the facilities, the restroom, the bathroom, the john, whatever you want to call it. You go in to go take a leak or don't go go take a poop and nobody's in the bathroom. You pick a urinal or you pick a stall and then somebody comes in after you. And there's nobody else in the fucking bathroom and they choose the urinal right next to you or the stall right next to you. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, what the fuck? Like, why you got to be right next to me when I'm 
putting in the work. Bro, that's like bathroom etiquette 101, too. I like, dude, I, I almost refuse to shit in a, in a bathroom if somebody else is shitting in there. Like, I will wait until that person leaves and they'll go shit in that bathroom. I have no shit in that. The worst, though, the worst, though, is like, <laughs> like when you're at Wrigley and it's like the third inning and you're going to the bathroom and you got the trough and you go take a piss in the trough and there's a whole open trough and somebody comes and they stand right next to you. Pecker to pecker, pissing away. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? We're hitting a new high with peckers mentioned in this episode. Um, <laughs> we should make a drinking game, everybody. Restart the episode, and every time you hear the word pecker, you got to take a drink. You know, just take a whole shot by, by the time you'll be fucked up by the end of this, and we keep going the route we're going. Lots of pet peeves related to dicks. Interesting. Um Dude, okay, one thing I will say, the troughs at Wrigley, those things are beautiful. Please never get rid of them. They're just a staple of that and old style are what I think of when I think of the Cubs. I'm just saying my power rankings of, like, notable things at Wrigley, one, troughs, two, <laughs> three, waiting for five hours to get a drink, unless you get one from a vendor, and then uh, maybe a couple more here or there peppered, and then we get to the IV and the scoreboard. But those are my power rankings, the, the troughs and waiting in line for everybody to get a beer um okay let's see i'm on my this is the last one we have actually so my number five is anyone who gets into a new hobby this can be anything because you know i don't want to exclude anything but something that they're super into like we'll start with like yoga or like veganism or like being like a uh all of a sudden born again christian or like being an atheist and like they get super into it and like for the first three weeks all you hear from them like how obsessed they are like i start like i bite into a steak and they're like you know how many cows were killed this week because of uh people like you eating steaks i'm like i don't give a fuck dude i'm like in like four weeks you're gonna give up on this anyways and go back to eating fucking steak i saw you do it two weeks ago okay can i can i throw in my two cents about that though i i was in arizona and marcus's mom lives close to a slaughterhouse and you can smell it in the air when they do it you know what i'm talking about and it's it's a pretty gross smell but i never truly watched a video on the slaughterhouse and the way that they kill these animals and it's not you know quick and painless they like hang them and then like shoot nails into their head it's gruesome i would not recommend it but i i watched a video on the slaughterhouse and after that i was like dude I don't know if I want to. I, I, I don't know if I want to eat eat this meat anymore. And then I woke up the next day and had myself a fat juicy burger from Joe's. And I was like, "Fuck it, I I, I don't care at this point." <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of one of those things. That it's like a black box. I like I know I know what goes in the cow. I know what comes out of juicy steak. I don't want to know what happens in between. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that was a good starting five for the biggest pet peeves. Next week, uh, it'll be your turn to choose what our starting five is or if we have one, you know, but you are next on the hot seat to come up with a good starting five because everybody out there that's listening, this isn't just one guy's input, you know. These are alternating back and forth. Then, uh, then again, too, we haven't received any fan emails yet, so if you guys have any good ideas for a starting five you want to hear from us, feel free to email us. Quentin, I got a question for you. An answer. Have you ever, uh, you know, you know, when you're going to the bar with your buddies, you get an Uber, you get a Lyft, you get a cab, and 
it just gets kind of kills the mood. You've been pre-gaming, you're going hard, you've been jamming to music, and then all of a sudden you kind of get into this and it like almost like lowers your vibe a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I've I've ridden in an Uber one time and it was with this guy named Michael and you know, it just wasn't a good time. I can't believe you only ridden an Uber once. Well, whenever we do it and I'm going out to the bars with some friends, it, it, it just, it, it kills the mood. So we have some great folks in the Chicago area that they've come up with this, this idea. It's karaoke taxi. So it's, it's a karaoke adventure. We're not even going to call it just a taxi, not a ride. It's a fucking adventure. And it's provided, it provided with a DJ and karaoke for any occasion, birthday parties, family gatherings, block parties, night with friends, whatever. Karaoke adventure brings everything to you. PA mics, TV lighting. They have the whole fucking shit, a little bit of everything. And it's for a singing good time. Over 30 years of experience doing this. Guys, I, 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 I'm not kidding you. If you want to, you know, you're having a, a fucking bachelorette party, just getting friends together, graduation parties. Th- these are the guys you want. And uh, they're kind of local uh, around the Chicagoland area. Uh, karaoke adventure. Um, contact them at 773-732-6597. Follow them on Facebook to see some videos, some examples. You're not sure. You want to check something out. Uh, again, karaoke adventure on Facebook. 773-732-6597. Ask for Eric St. Michael's. Yeah, the karaoke adventure it is it sounds like a good time. I'm I, I have to go up there for a bachelor party soon for my buddy who's getting married and we might we we'll probably call them, you know. I could sing some country roads when I'm drunk, you know, some John Denver. But those were our those were our segments. Uh I don't have anything else uh, unless you got something you want to add. No, nah, man. Oh, well, actually, yeah. So I, I think this is worth mentioning. It's not our stream of sports talk, but did you see the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper ship from the Oscars the other night? Oh, uh, dude. She, I fucked the shit out of him, and everybody saw it. Dude, it's not even just I fucking, bro. Like, they're definitely fucking, something's going on. Uh, I, Lady Gaga had fallen off the map, at least in my opinion. I didn't, I didn't know she was still around. Apparently, she's fucking Bradley Cooper, so good for her. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what Bradley Cooper's wife has to say about that. It's his girlfriend, dude. And like, God, if there's just one person, oh God, it, that just sucks, dude. You're you're literally watching this just unfold in front of you, and maybe you already knew, but like, goddamn, that that just must be like that's like the biggest knife in the heart. Like, I feel bad. So, I'm personally, I know this is a very very uh, uh, hard extension for me to do, but Bradley Cooper's girlfriend, I know you're listening out there. If you want a around six foot kind of chubby bald guy to maybe get back at him, I'm here. I'm yeah, out, yeah. I'm out. I'm out, Virginia. Come, come find me. <laughs> like, uh, I like would really offer that. the Courtney girl. She's like, come find me. You know those fucking commercials. Yes, dude. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a good time. Bradley Cooper's girlfriend. If you want to uh, go on on a lovely date, if you want to go on a karaoke adventure with a uh, six-foot-ball guy. Yeah, we can make that happen. We we got the hookup. We got the plug. Just just uh, email us, official section 312 at gmail.com. 
So you guys can follow us on our Facebook page at Section 312 Official, at Twitter at O Section 312, capitalize the O and the S, our Instagram, Official Section 312. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, and soon to be iHeartRadio eventually, but it doesn't look like we're going to get there because, you know, I thought iHeartRadio was like going out of business, but they still haven't approved us. You can also check our YouTube channel, go subscribe, Section 312, where we post clips of our weekly interviews for you guys to actually see some of the people that we talk to and that's our show we uh hope that you guys sit in our section 312 next week uh love you guys thanks find me bradley cooper's girlfriend